right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. You know what time it is. It's another edition of the Fan in the Van podcast time. I know it's been a little bit, but, you know, between work and just a lot of stuff, you know, in, you know, in, in our everyday personal lives, once in a while you just need to step back and just recharge the batteries a bit. And I feel that's something that I kind of needed to do. Um, But let's jump right into it. Obviously, the sweep heard around the world last night. Nika Jokic and Jamal Murray and the Denver Nuggets did what nobody thought was going to happen. Let's be honest. If you, at the beginning of the year, went on any sports betting app and bet whatever the odds were, which would probably, the high, it could have been plus, let's say, 75000 and if you put, say, 10 bucks on it, that the Nuggets would get to the Western Conference Finals. But not only that, that they would sweep the Los Angeles Lakers. You'd be, oh, oh God, you, you'd be going through your, your, your 100th pair of underwear by now. Because that's how much you'd be exploding in your drawers right now with the, with the amount of money you would have won. Granted, after taxes, you get raped in the ass, but whatever, that is what that is. But... It's led to this topic again. And it's one that, unfortunately, we're never, ever going to walk away from. Because of this sweep and the fact that LeBron is lost in the Western Conference Finals again, does this, if he were to retire today, let's just hypothetically say, if he retired today, throughout his career, would it make him the greatest of all time? And again, we all know who he gets compared to. And we all know who the true greatest of all time is. And that is Michael Air Jordan. We all know it. We all know it. Even the newer generation of basketball fans that are a bunch of LeBron nut lovers, you gotta just you gotta just face the facts that granted, yes, LeBron is a talented player. Yes, what LeBron is doing at the age of 38 it, it is amazing. Not everybody at his age could do what he's still doing. You know, does he still play the game at a high level? Yes. But let's be honest. Let's look at the negatives of LeBron James. He's constantly whining to the officials about fouls. And yes, I understand some of them are legit fouls. I I grasp this. But the ones that aren't, the ones where he's flopping, would he have survived in the 90s era of basketball? And the answer is no. He would not have. Would he have achieved all the records that he has playing in a tougher era of basketball than he did in the softer era of basketball? And again, the answer is no. He wouldn't. But the question now remains from a Lakers front office standpoint. The fact that they they signed LeBron, they got the center that LeBron wanted, and they've moved pieces around to fit with LeBron and Anthony Davis, and getting Russell Westbrook was not the best move for them. And I said it when it happened. I believe the whole world said it when it happened, that it wouldn't last long. It didn't last. It didn't work. And, you know, what do they do from here? And Magic Johnson was on Twitter last night. He, You know, and obviously he's got to give LeBron his credit where credit's due. Listen, we all do. You know, the fact that he's 38 years old, he put that game on his back and tried winning it for the Lakers so at least they wouldn't get swept. Because let's be honest, if they won last night, 
you're going back to Denver and you're getting beat anyway. Okay. Now, where do they go from here? From the sounds of what Magic Johnson's saying is that they're still trying to build around LeBron. LeBron's 38 years old. He's going to be 39. You can't build around that anymore. You just you just can't. I understand he's playing at a freakishly amazing level. And I get that. But at the end of the day, you got to start thinking about the future of this franchise and wondering, you know, who do you build around? And you can't build around Anthony Davis either because he's constantly hurt and he was just putrid getting outplayed by Jokic the whole series, even though I watched not one game because I can't watch this soft era of basketball. People are going to say, well, then how can you talk about it? I can talk about from what I see, from what I have seen, and from when I used to watch loyally the product that used to be the NBA, where you didn't have all this, you know, running to the logo, shooting a three, and everybody thinks that that's the way to play basketball instead of, you know, back screen passes, pick and rolls, you know, drive it to the hole, create fouls. You don't see that with a lot of these guys anymore. Yeah, you see it with a Giannis Adekopo. Yes, LeBron still does it. You you know, you see it with a few guys, but you don't see it with every person. And when you look at this from the NBA standpoint, everybody, see, everybody thinks that the NBA is screwed if you get Nuggets heat. People, th- they, people that are older, older generational fans think that nobody will watch Nuggets Heat. And a part of me laughs when I think that it's going to be Nuggets Heat because it's like, okay, well, you know, the NBA is going to get fucked here. But in reality, if you really look at it, they're not. Because the younger generation of fans who like Jimmy Butler love the Joker in in Denver, are going to watch. You're going to get the younger generation of fans that are going to sit there. They're going to watch Nuggets Heat in the finals. And not only that, this gives you a preview to what the future of the NBA is. These are the future stars of the NBA. You know, uh, well, Jimmy Butler pretty much is a star in the NBA at this point. Uh, Some people even question... You know, if if you know if he's really Jimmy Butler or is he like what is he Michael Jordan's illegitimate son? And we know those rumors have run rampant for years. And who knows? Who knows? But he's playing at at a Jordan esque level where he's taking he's take he's he's taking the Celtics to the limit. The fact that the Celtics in Game Three played with no heart, and there's a video. Where they go up 25 and you see Jason Tatum on a bench. He's like, oh, like, we're, we're, like, we're done. Like, let's not play with any heart. You know, is that another one where that could be a sweeper around the world tonight? I believe is game four, if I'm not mistaken. You know, is that one where Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler takes an eighth seed, what were they, eighth or tenth seed team this year, whatever it was, and they go to the NBA Finals. But... To get back to the whole LeBron thing and and people thinking that he's the greatest of all time and people saying, you know, that Jordan had to get a supporting cast. And me and Garrett were talking about this yesterday, you know, because we message each other every day, practically throughout the whole day. Sometimes, sometimes it's here and there, you know, he's busy, I'm busy at work. But, you know, we were discussing this whole thing and 
you know, any, you know, and there was a valid point that people always said that Jordan needed superstars to win. Well, if you think that Bill Wellington's a superstar and that BJ Armstrong was a superstar and Luke Longley was a superstar, I mean, Tony Kukoc was a star, but he was not a superstar. If you really think Scottie Pippen was a superstar, you think all these guys around Jordan were, were these, you know, A-plus players. If you really think about it, you take Jordan away and you've seen what, what happened. After Jordan retired, Pippen couldn't get them to the finals. He got them close, but he didn't get through. He got them to the door, but they didn't get through the door. So to sit there and say that they had all these superstars, and yes, they went and got Dennis Rodman, who was the god of rebounds, but Dennis Rodman was also towards the end of his career as well. So they weren't all superstars the way that LeBron had to go team up with Wade and Chris Bosh. And granted, Bosh wasn't that household name the way the way Dwayne Wade was in Miami. Okay. The fact to win his first championships, he had to hitch his wagon to Dwayne Wade. See, Jordan never had to do that. And yeah, and Jordan had a rocky start in the NBA. And yes, the Bulls sucked in the playoffs for the first few years. But so did LeBron. So when you look at that from that aspect, right, both their careers are going on the same path. You know, they, you know, they, you know, they choked in the playoffs because Jordan's choked. I, no, nobody can, def, you know, nobody can refute that. Nobody can't, nobody can sit there and say he's never choked. He's never had a bad game because he, he has, but he's had a lot more, he's had a lot of more top-notch games and the fact that he's never gone to a Game 7 in any NBA Final, the fact that he's never lost the NBA Finals, and the fact that he's won three in a row, twice, the fact that he has all these accolades. You know, there's always this thing that somebody puts on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram where it's, you know, if you want stats, look at LeBron. If you want this, look at this guy. If you want this, look at this guy. And the list goes on. At the end, it says, if you want all that in one guy, it's Michael Jordan. Okay. And the younger generation of fans that I've interacted with on this topic, a lot of them have said, yes, I've watched Michael Jordan highlights on YouTube. Yes, I've seen games that they've replayed on NBA TV of Michael Jordan. And yes, he was he was a phenomenal player. And a lot of them have said, you know what? Jordan is better than LeBron. You know, but it's such a, again, it's such a difficult topic to discuss because you have them in two different eras. Now, let's just say you had Jordan on this Lakers team and not LeBron. Not for nothing. It would be the Lakers sweeping the Nuggets last night. Let, let, let's just be honest because Jordan just made everybody else around him better. I don't see or never seen LeBron do that. You know, Le LeBron to me... You know, and then he got called a sore loser. Now, I didn't see what happened because I did switch over to when they presented the championship, you know, the Western Conference title, and Jokic wins the MVP, even though a lot of people think Jamal Murray should have won it. Um, I think they got that right, that Jokic should have won. I mean, Jokic has just been fucking phenomenal. I was reading the stats last night because I really couldn't sleep. Uh, the fact that he's putting up, like, triple doubles every night. He breaks Will Chamberlain's record for, like, what was it, 13 in, in, in the playoffs. And Jokic has got, what, like, 14 now? Um, 
But it also shows you this, that these younger teams are hungrier than a LeBron-led team. Now, that's not on Le- that's not totally on LeBron. I'm not saying LeBron's not hungry, but the Lakers got to look at how some of these teams are built and realize maybe they could do this without LeBron. Maybe LeBron is the thing that's holding them back because when they got when because when LeBron went to LA, right? What happened it was in 19. I believe they they lost in the first round to the Suns. Then you had the bubble year, and they win it all. And a lot of people speculate, you know, uh, hey, you know, it shouldn't count because you got like a three-week break. But listen, you know, winning a championship is winning a championship. Whether whether there's a three-week break because of a pandemic, really, to me, doesn't change that. You know, the more you think about it, it just, you know, it, it just was what it was. Now... After that, you've had, you know, one and done, losing the Western Conference Finals, losing the second round, you know, whatever it is. And if I'm the GM of the Lakers, I'm taking my time in deciding the futures of LeBron and Anthony Davis. And I'm I'm sitting there and I'm watching this NBA Finals, whether it's whether the Celtics do the improbable, which I'll be honest with you, is probably not going to happen. And if it does, if it does happen, then people are already going to say it's rigged. People are going to say it's fixed. The conspiracy theorists are going to be coming coming off the fucking walls, you know, running out of the padded rooms saying, oh, it's fixed, it's rigged, I told you, whatever it is, you know. Do the Celtics at least win a game? I think if they win tonight, which they have to, it, it's either it's either win or go home. I think Jason Tatum really needs to step up tonight. I really think Jalen Brown needs to step up. Marcus Smart needs to step up. I think they just need to stop trash talking and just play the fucking game is what they need to do. Because you see every time Grant Williams trash talks with Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler just finds his gear that he didn't even know he had. And what happens after that? He's just dominant. The way to stop Jimmy Butler is simple. Play defense on him. And he'll put up the ugliest shots you've ever seen. Uglier than uglier than your prom date when you wake up the next morning and her makeup's all rearranged because you guys were freaking having hot drunk sex at a fucking Lakita Inn somewhere. Okay? But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, getting back to LeBron, and the question is, is LeBron done? You know, can LeBron still be a championship caliber player? I mean, putting up 40, not missing a three last night, having however many assists, that's all well and good. But nobody cares if you don't win. You know, Nobody gives a shit about the last game unless you don't get to the next game. Nobody cares about the last game if you don't win at all. So, to me, building around LeBron in LA has got to be a dead issue. Building around Anthony Davis has got to be a dead issue. And if this rebuild means that the Lakers are subpar for three years... 
to, to, you know, to get certain guys they need. You know, I'm already reading Kyrie to LA is now a huge possibility. We've seen how that story goes in the past. Let's be real. Do you really think it's going to work in LA in a city full of egos and a locker room full of egos with Anthony Davis and LeBron? And now you're going to add that third element again. It didn't work with Russell Westbrook. And we've seen when Russell Westbrook left and he went to the other side of crypto of, of, of crypto.com arena to go play with the Clippers. He became somewhat of the Russell Westbrook of old. Because in that locker room, there isn't egos that are, it, it, it's me, me, me. It's we, we, we. As French and stupid as that just sounded. And the fact that it sounded like I was a three-year-old saying, I want to go pee. Um... But the LeBron James experiment in L.A. has got to end. I mean, does he just... I mean, a lot of things can happen here. I don't think he's going to retire because he's really trying to stay in the league long enough to play with with, with, uh, with uh, Bronny. Okay? And, and, you know, I'll give him credit for that. You know, he wants to... You know, not every dad gets to do that. And, and you've seen it in sports history where a father has gotten to play with his son. And, you know, we've seen it with the Griffies in baseball. And, and it's something you don't get to see. So it's something that if you can make it happen, why not? But at this point, if that's what LeBron wants to do, to go to a team that's in a rebuild that kind of just needs a superstar to just generate ticket sales. Like, obviously, going to Cleveland now... The fact that they're kind of a team that's in a rebuild, but they're actually a decent team now with the young talent they have. Putting LeBron there, I think, would affect it. I think maybe if you just put LeBron in, like, Oklahoma City. I, I mean, I don't know, but but trying to build a team around him now, it, it it's too late, and we've seen it doesn't work. It, it got you one out of four years and the other issue is that people don't talk about with, with LeBron is that every time he's gone to another team, he's traded pieces away that he didn't want, makes front makes the front office bring in guys that he feels are going to help him win. It don't work out. And then who gets thrown under the bus? The guys that you asked to be brought in. And then you leave the team in salary cap hell. Now people are saying he's never done it. I beg to differ. He has. So... That is what that is. But, you know, to conclude everything here, is LeBron the greatest of all time? If you're talking about this younger, soft-ass generation of the NBA, for that generation, yes. You're talking about the whole generation of the NBA? No. Because there's guys that were a lot better. There were guys that were a lot better that don't get the acknowledgement. Tim Duncan is one of them. Okay? And you can sit there. Well, he played with the Spurs. Well, you know what? He's got how many championships? How many MVPs? And all his accolades. The fact that he was asked to fill in the shoes of the Admiral David Robinson. And the fact that Tim Duncan played as long as he played and didn't have to hitch his wagon to any other superstar. And kind of the same thing with Jordan, with Tim Duncan. 
people wanted to play with Tim Duncan. And the Spurs already had a decently built team and had younger talent that they drafted or got to free agency that wanted to play with Tim Duncan. You know, Manu Ginobili, nobody knew who the hell he was. All of a sudden, he plays with Greg Popovich and Tony Duncan, and this guy's in the Hall of Fame. Tony Parker, nobody knew who he was, plays with Tim Duncan. He's a Hall of Famer. He's got what? Three, four, five rings? Same thing with Manu Ginobili. Tim Duncan, to me, if you did a general, if you did a, a top 10 all time of NBA players, and, and I know people are going to sit there and disagree, and that's why we do this. LeBron is not on it. He's not in the top 10 because you have Jordan, you have Kobe, you've got Larry Bird, you've got Magic Johnson, you've got Isaiah Thomas, you've got Tim Duncan. You've got, you know, you got a, a, a litany of players before LeBron. LeBron cracks the top 15, in my opinion, but he does not crack the top 10 of generation of the whole generation of NBA players. I mean, you have Oscar Robertson, you know, Pistol Pete Maravich, you know, all these guys. Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I mean... You got these guys, well, you know, before LeBron, Robert Parrish is, is another guy. You know, you, granted he wasn't a household name, but he was he was a dominant center too. I mean, you got guys that are just, you know, if you're looking at the whole generation of the NBA, there's one guy, Allen Iverson. You know, Allen Iverson, if he was on a championship caliper team, is ahead of is ahead of LeBron James. You know, you look at this, you look at the whole generation of the NBA, and and people who sit there say, how can you put Jordan ahead of everybody else? Look at everything Jordan's done. And it's not just the it's not just the accolades, it's not just the championships, it's not just, you know, the, the personal accolades, like I said, it's not just championships, it's what he did on the court. The fact that he could take a game into his hands. And win it. The fact that he tried to make his supporting cast a lot better. And we've seen that in the last dance. You know, where he got on guys. You know, and he was like, listen, you need to be fucking doing this and not this. And when we call for this play, this is how you run it. Not like this, like this. So that's what makes him the greatest of all time. Yeah, you throw in the championships. You throw in the two three-peats. You know, the fact that he did what he was able to do. And... That's what makes Jordan better than LeBron. And the one thing that and the one thing that'll hurt LeBron's legacy is that he had to leave Cleveland to win. Yes, he helped get Cleveland another title. He did. But he had to hitch his wagon to Kyrie and Kevin Love to do it. And where Jordan was never afraid of the big shot, and we've seen it, the flu game. Who hit the game-winning shot? Jordan. When they played the Cavaliers in what, like '89, and he takes that for and he, and he takes the shot over uh, Craig Elo, I think it was, or or Mark Price, one of the two. Jordan took that shot. Jordan never, like Kobe, was never afraid to take it, to take the big shot in the big moment, do or die, win or lose. They put it on them if they missed. They, they, they took the accountability. If they made it, 
you know, yes, obviously they enjoyed the, the, the love they got for hitting the shot, but they also made it known that they couldn't have done it without the other guys around them. LeBron had to hitch his wagon to other people to win titles. Jordan never had to. Tim Duncan never had to. Magic Johnson never had to. Larry Bird never had to. Okay? And when you look at guys, honestly, throughout NBA history that should have won NBA titles, Patrick Ewing's one of them. And Patrick Ewing, to me, I would put right below LeBron James in the top 15. That's just, if I were to do a top 15 all time, that's where Patrick Ewing goes. Um, But again, everybody's going to have their own opinion on the matter. And it's always going to be debated. There's going to be people, when, when I eventually die, uh, which I hope isn't anytime soon, but hey, you never know. Um, it's still going to be debated. It's still going to be debated. And really, it's... Again, it's one of the hardest things to debate. It's like it's like trying to debate in hockey, say, Connor McDavid versus Wayne Gretzky or Mario Lemieux. Because it's two different generational talents in two different eras of the NHL. So it's it's hard to do that. It's like trying to compare Aaron Judge to Ken Griffey Jr. You know, or Bryce Harper to say Barry Bonds. You know, it, it's hard to do it because again, it's two different eras of of the sport, and you could always do the what ifs, and and that's all you really got are the what ifs, but. You know, if you if you really want the honest assessment, it's Jordan's the greatest of all time, and it, and LeBron is always going to be behind him and Kobe. That that's just listen. You know, people sit there and say uh, that I'm bashing LeBron. Listen, he's a talented basketball player. Okay, the things he's done off the court are 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 amazing as well. The fact that he's playing at the level he's playing at is remarkable. Not everybody at 38 can do that, especially in the NBA. They can't do it, and he still can. The fact that he's still playing 48 minutes and been putting up 40 is amazing. Listen, I'm not knocking that, but what I'm telling you is... When you sit there and you say that LeBron's better than Jordan because he's the all-time leading scorer in the NBA, that yeah, because he's played longer than Jordan did. Jordan knew when to hang it up. Jordan could have easily played a lot longer, and he chose not to. He chose to go a different path. He didn't need the NBA money anymore. He was getting all the Nike money. So he didn't need the NBA anymore. But that's what that is. But... You know, again, Jordan is the greatest of all time. That's where I leave it. Um, I hope everybody enjoys this episode. I'm sure everybody's going to have their own opinion. I'm sure some are going to side, some are going to disagree. And again, that's why we do this because everybody's opinion matters. You know, I don't sit there and, and, you know, listen, 
you're not gonna you're not gonna sway me a different way to think that LeBron is the greatest of all time over Michael Jordan. You could try. You could try to do it. But he's not. But with that being said, as always, um, I like to thank everybody who follows, retweets, listens. Obviously, my guys, Brent and David, 1420 Sports. Uh, if you're checking me out, definitely uh, listen to their podcast and make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel. Um, definitely check out my guys, Garrett and Jalen, the two dudes with sports news, as well as Garrett's side project with Is This a, bi- uh, Is this a Bad Take? Um, definitely some good stuff that he's putting out. Uh, definitely check out my, my guy, Aaron at Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. I believe we're doing one next week. I just got to see what day it is. Um, definitely check out Level the Playing Field Sports Podcast, Nate's Daily Wagers, Average Joe Sports Podcast, Sports Bliss with Robin Chris. Definitely, if you're into pro wrestling, definitely check out these two. Wrestling World um, is a good one. His Twitter handle is BrayWyatteFan24. And also check out John Wrestling Fans with Insight, uh, John Wrestling Fans Insight. Um, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, Fan in the Van. Um, also, too, you can subscribe on uh, Spotify to Fan in the Van. I don't ask people to do it. I just put that as an option. If you're somebody who likes to subscribe and pay for stuff, that's on you. Um, I believe... Next week also will be the premiere episode of Steel and Teal Talk with myself and Garrett, where you get uh, the point of views of two different fan bases, uh, you know, where we think both our teams will go. Um, so definitely check that out. And, um, you know, again, hope everybody enjoys the episodes. Oh, and definitely a huge shout out to my buddy Brandon, who is a huge supporter of the show. Uh, me and him will be doing one soon as well. Um, so with that being said, everybody stay safe and as always, peace.